Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Let's get into what we have this morning, principles of prayer. I kind of want to tag off what we uh, uh, taught last week. Now, for the men who are here today that were there last week, thank you for coming back. Because I really brought a word that was primarily geared towards men because God said to do that. If you've never had to be in this position, I challenge you to try to tell God no. I've tried. It doesn't work. So I brought a word last week about 22 facts about singing unto the Lord to become a champion in life. And I really geared it towards men. Now it's obviously universal work, but I really wanted to bring it towards men. Now this week, I want to bring about principles of prayer because to me, biblically, praise and worship is the highest form of prayer. So this could be a continuation. Now this week, I'm just going to teach. That's really my element. That's really my zone. I love to teach. It's, it's what God's called me to do. So I'm going to teach this morning. Now that's why I'm glad you have notes. That way you hopefully won't fall asleep. But if anybody falls asleep, the person next to them, will you just lightly elbow them? Would you do that? Would you help me? Everybody going to do that? But do it lightly. All right, don't hurt them. You ready to go before the Lord? I don't think you're ready to go before the Lord. You ready? You ready to go before the Lord? I know, I know you are. I'm just tricking you. Heavenly Father, it, it, it's, Father, it's just an honor and a privilege that any time, and I say this specifically all the time because it is, it just overwhelms me how when we gather together like this in harmony and unity, what it does, what it does to us individually, what it does to us as the church of God, the family of God, the, 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 the whole church of tree of life, but what it does to us in advancing the kingdom, the territory, the ground that we gain in advancing the, the gospel is far exceeds what we probably can imagine or even sometimes naturally see. But we gain ground, and Father, I, I know they're hearing my voice, but I want them to understand this. Every time we come together like this, we gain ground spiritually. We advance as the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, against the kingdom of darkness. And our enemy loses ground. Because every single time, somebody's gonna give their life and heart to the Lord for the very first time. Somebody's gonna rededicate but also those who are believers here right now are going, to, are going to learn something that's going to equip them to have a successful relationship with Jesus. So that's the ground we gain. So Father, my prayer is all of our hearts are open, we're receptive, we're ready to receive your powerful and grafted word. We submit, commit our eyes, our ears, and our hearts, and our bodies, and Lord, I submit my heart and my mouth and my body so they can hear what you want me to say and that they'll be able to receive what you're saying. In Jesus' name and all the degrees said, amen. amen. Let's get started, principles of prayer. Another way you can say this, principles of communicating with God, principles of how to talk with God, principles of how to have communion with God. So prayer, it is a Bible word, but we also want to break down what prayer really is. It's just communing and communing, commun 
It's communicating and having communion with the Lord. That's really what prayer is. So we want to find out biblically, how do we do that? Because the perfect example is for those who are married, you know, and, and, and speaking for me as a guy, you know, for our marriage to continue and to continue to be successful, I had to just simply learn how to communicate. Any guy, I wanna, any guy here want to help me out? I just, I just, I, you know, my, 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 my form of communication a lot of times was, uh, and if I was really serious, uh, uh, you know, how many guys back me up here? I, I just would grunt, groan, you know, didn't have a clue. Um, I didn't know, <laughs> guys, back me up on this one, please. I didn't know about the, the necessity of redundancy. <laughs> Honey, I love you. 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 Come on, guys. You know, my dad growing up, I remember him saying to mom, I told you already I love you. How many times I got to tell you? Uh, that was dumb, dad. That was just, that was dumb. So I had to learn how to commune or communicate with my wife for that relationship to be successful. Principles of prayer are the same thing. God wants you to literally have a successful working relationship with him. He wants you to know him and him you and vice versa. This isn't a, okay, God, I, I tap you for when I need you in the most dire needs of my moment. And then when those things are all worked out, you and I kind of go silent for a while. And then when stuff happens, I come back and I knock on the door, you let me in, we discuss those things, and then they all work out, and then we go silent again. That is not Christianity. That's not what he paid the price that he paid for you and I. It far exceeds that. It's a working relationship with the Lord. Learning how to communicate to him learning his language. How many remember the book, Five Love Languages? It's a book that changed our marriage. See, I had to know how to communicate to my wife. What was her language that really got her attention and vice versa? Well, you know, I wish we had time, but we won't, but I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of tidbits here. There are certain things, listen, there are certain things that's God's language and, and, and really gets his attention. And I'm telling you, one of them is, you probably already know it because I already said what's the highest form of prayer. You really want to get the attention of God, really want to know the love language of God. It's praise and worship. Amen. I think that's good. I don't know about you, but it just, it is. Let's go to James 5 verse 16. Learning how to commune and communicate with our God. Principles of prayer. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic and it's what? We all want to see God dynamically work in our lives. I hope we all want to see God dynamically work in our lives. Maybe some here don't know to expect that. Because again, maybe the way you were raised or how you were raised in church or what kind of church you were raised in, they may have taught you otherwise but God wants to dynamically work in your life. Now, if that's all we heard this morning in church, that alone is good. God wants to dynamically work in your life. That is just the mindset and nature of our heavenly dad. 
The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous person makes tremendous power. Now, we can look at that word tremendous, that is an adjective, right? Now, for us as people in our natural minds, we can look at that word tremendous, and I could ask Tony, say, Tony, how do you view tremendous? And he may say in that adjective that tremendous to him means this amount of good. And I can go to Rob and say, what do you think of that adjective, the word tremendous? And he can say, to me, tremendous means this amount of good. Are you with me? But when you go to God and God says, I want to do things with tremendous power, there's no bars, there's no graphs, there's no limit to God. So when God says, I'm going to go do tremendous power release in your life, trust me, when God uses an adjective, there's no limit. So scripture's saying through earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous person, tremendous God unlimited power. Woo! So then... Then, through the God unlimited power that's available, then the dynamic workings of God will come. And to me, my favorite word, and this is going to blow your mind, my favorite word of this verse 16 is available. I don't know why. Just for some reason, that word available to me stands out, does something to me charges me and it puts my fighting face on. How many guys know what I'm talking about? So you want to bring it devil? Come on, bring it. I got my fight face on because this is what is available for me. Woo! Ah, I got to hold on to the podium just for a minute. Woo! Tremendous Unlimited power of God available. Let's go on, letter A. You're right, Lord, let's go on. Prayer must be heartfelt. Prayer must be heartfelt. It's got to be heartfelt. Some will say, well, how do you know it's heartfelt? It's because you'll want to do it, not have to do it. You know, I thought about it. I, I took some, some time, first service, and explained it, and it was good, and it was needed for that service, but I just got to break it down for the sake of time. You're just going to want to do it. You won't have to do it. I won't have to read my pre-printed prayer that somebody wrote 400 years ago. I'm gonna want to do this, and what I'm gonna want to do, heartfelt, is communicate and commune with God and be myself. Hey, I told first service, God likes my Pittsburgh accent. I don't know about some of you, but that's okay. God loves my Pittsburgh accent. (laughs) Hey. For some of you South Texas accented folks, he loves that too. God, God loves who you are. I want to commune with God and be myself. You ought to hear my prayer life sometimes and when I'm communicating to the Lord. You'd be like, oh, because I get real. God, I'm not enjoying this beep situation. You do that? Yep. You can feel in the beep whenever you want. 
but sometimes I go beep on the Lord because I've learned to be myself before God. Now that beep may not be of where you took it, but please understand I have beeps. Can you be yourself with the Lord? Prayer must be heartfelt. An important key to keeping prayer genuine is to pray on a continued basis, the prayer of dedication, consecration. We're gonna teach on that here in a moment. Letter B, prayer must continue. A non-working relationship with the Lord disqualifies us from the blessings of God. The first service, same thing that's happening right now. Some of you are looking at that and you're getting mad. You're saying, wait a minute, I can be disqualified from the blessings of God? Yep. The blessings of God are conditional. The only thing that's not conditional in God's kingdom is his love and forgiveness. Oh my God, that, that, that should precede what I just said. But you cannot expect the blessings of God that comes from a committed life when you're living a uncommitted life. That's called an oxymoron. God doesn't do that. The blessings of God, you must qualify for them. And listen, this is simple. The only true qualification of wanting the blessings of God and having the blessings of God of a qualified life is you have a working relationship with the Lord. Doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect in that and doing things perfect in that. That's not even on the equation. It's just, are you having a working relationship with the Lord? What is a working relationship with the Lord? The definition of prayer. Are you communing and communicating with the Lord? Because in my imperfections, I'm a blessed man. Trust me, we are blessed. We qualify for the blessings of the Lord. But you get to know me, you be like, how's that work? <laughs> some of you just went right over their heads, Rob. It just, they were like, some of you are like, oh my God. Because I have a working relationship with my dad. I, I, trust me when I say, I love grace, his grace. I bring that into it every time. <laughs> Amen? Come on, give God praise for that. <laughs> See, prayer must stem from righteous living. Remember, a righteous person equals righteous living. Righteous living isn't doing things perfect. It's purposing to grow mature like him. I'm on that quest. So are you and should be. Amen? Let's go on, three categories of prayer, here we go. Three categories of prayer. Number one, prayers that receive from God. There are prayers that receive from God. Most people, not just Christians, but just people in general, they know of this type of prayer. I know folks that really don't and haven't accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior yet, but they pray. They ask God for help or for something. How many are with me? Most of us, when you say prayer, well, first category that we go to is petitioning and requesting from the Lord. That's the first. That is not the highest form of prayer. 
That is the least, by the way. But I put it first because I wanted to explain of what it is. It's the least. The highest form of prayer is what? The second type of prayer that's supreme to God is praying on behalf of others, and we're gonna get into all this in a moment. But petitioning for yourself and requesting for yourself is the lowest form. Doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's of less quality, but it can't be the only in primary that we do. And that's a whole different lesson and that's a whole lot more time than we have. Prayers that receive from God. Number two, prayers that express something to God. Did you know there's prayers that express to the Lord? What's one of the prayers that express to the Lord? Praise and worship, amen? Number three, the third category, we have prayers that receive from God, we have prayers that express something to God, and we have number three, prayers on behalf of others. Prayers on behalf of others. Look at this verse, pray at all times on every occasion. Notice it says in every season. Mark that, that phrase right there, in every season, in your notes. Because when things are going good, sometimes we become lackadaisical in our communicating with God. Amen? Remember, how do you know it's heartfelt? You want to do it. Doesn't matter what's going on in my life, I want to talk to God. He's my buddy. I'm telling you straight up, he is my best friend. Not even my wife takes the seat that my God does. That's legit. You get to know me, you'll find that out. Pray at all times, on every occasion, every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer, all manner, all manner. And we're trying to teach you those manners of prayer or different types of prayer. We gave you three categories. So there's different types or manners or manner of praying. There isn't just asking God for something and that's the extent of prayer. It's not. Manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance for your request to be made known to God and for them to come to pass. Does it say that? No. Look where God says give a lot of focus. Look where God says keep alert. Look where God says stay strong in purpose and and perseverance. It's interceding on behalf of others. That blows my mind. But we all can and should mature to that. If you're not there yet, hallelujah. Welcome to the club. There's no condemnation in this statement, but it's where you want to grow unto. And we're going to explain how to do that in these notes. Let's go on. Prayers that express something to God. They're all listed right there. Didn't want to have any blanks for you to fill in because I wanted to save time. They're all listed. We're going to cover from A through F. We are not going to cover G for the sake of time. And that's praying in tongues. Here in our church, Tree of Life Church, we believe in what scripture declares, especially declares in the book of Acts chapters one, two, three, and four that you can be, you must be baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit and the evidence of that infilling of the Spirit is the gift of tongues, praying in a heavenly language. Now for some, don't let me lose you there. You may not believe that, but hang around. We'll teach, I didn't believe it when I first came to the Lord. I thought folks were crazy, but I'm one of them now. And I wouldn't live, I wouldn't want to get up a day, not one day, 
without being able to express and communicate to my heavenly father without the Holy Spirit giving me the prayer to pray because that's what a heavenly language is. The Holy Spirit's just like, come on, pray this, pray this. Oh, you no, you don't know, pray this, Ken. Ken, you have no idea, pray this right now. Oh, wait till tomorrow, you better pray this out right now. That's what that is. Consecration, dedication, commitment, fasting, united prayer, giving thanks, praise and worship, and praying in tongues. Here we go. You ready? Come on, get that pen ready. You're going to smoke it. We're going we're to write fast. Letter A, prayer of consecration and dedication. This is a prayer that I, a, a manner of prayer, a type of prayer that I think needs to be taught more in the body of Christ. I really do. Maybe it's just a personal thing, but when I began to learn and a mentor in my life began to teach me as we sat under their ministry, began to teach me this type or manner of prayer, it literally, child of God, look at me for a minute, it, it just revolutionized my walk with God. I believe I wouldn't be committed to the Lord, to my wife, to my kids, and to ministry if it wasn't for this prayer. I believe the enemy would have won some battles that I was going through if I was not taught this prayer. Matthew 28, 36, the prime, the supreme example, biblical example, is obviously Jesus. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he fought the battle of the wills. Everybody say the battle of the wills. It was the will of the Father and his own personal choice, his own will. At any moment, Jesus, everybody look at me, at any moment, he could have tapped out. He could have just said, Father, I'm not going to the cross. He had that freedom of choice. The agony, the pressure, the stress that he faced going to the cross. It was far beyond just the physical abuse and punishment and pain and beating that he was about to endure. It was beyond that. He knew for the very first time that he was gonna be separated from his heavenly father by taking on all the sins of you and I. See, because your sins, my sins, our sins separate us from our heavenly father. The Bible says they're a wedge. Our sins keep us from God. But Jesus knew that he was going to take on humanity's sin and it was going to separate him for the very first time from his heavenly dad and he did not want to experience that. How many are glad that that battle of the wills was won? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. To the point where he sweat drops of blood. You may not understand this. Remember, some have never heard this. A lot of us say, yeah, I know what that means, but some have never heard this. To sweat drops of blood, you're under such stress that your blood vessels at the tip of your skin begin to bust. They burst and blood pours out. He was sweating blood, folks, to battle against his will versus the Father's choice. Prayer of dedication and consecration is that the prayer of dedication and consecration should be included daily in your communing and communicating with the Lord. Daily. Father, I thank you for a beautiful, this is my prayer life. Father, I thank you for a beautiful, peek into it anyways. Father, I thank you for a beautiful day today. I don't care if it's raining outside. It's a beautiful day. 
I'm breathing. Woo! Not only is my wife happy, I'm breathing today. I'm happy. Amen. I'm breathing today, Lord. Thank you. And Father, by the way, before I get started on my day, I commit this day to you. Father, I commit my heart. I commit my mind. I commit my body. I commit my will. I commit my work. I just, I commit it to you, Lord. Do I do that perfectly? Nope. That's why I have to pray it every day. Think on this. There's a time to pray if it be your will. And there is a time to say it is your will. See, there's the universal will of God. There's the individual will of God. The universal will of God is written in his word. It's very plain. And the universal will of God is, means God's will is for everybody that breathes. Example, universal will of God written in scripture is you must forgive. If you have ought, unforgiveness towards what? Anyone. Forgive them. That's the universal will of God. Universal will of God is in scripture written very plain, very clear. You must not forsake the assembly of yourselves gathering together. You obviously fulfilled the universal will of God. You're here in church today. Written will of God universally is you must all tithe. That's what scripture says. So we can go on and on and on. There's the universal will of God. That means it's God's will written very plain for everyone. But there is the individual will of God, plan of God for every individual here that's not written in the book very plain for us to see. It's in his heart. It's in his heart. The plan of God for your life that you're called to fulfill that I'm not called to fulfill is in the heart of the Father. You have to discover it. And, and a lot of times it's not unlocked, it's not brought to, 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 to light or it's kept in secret of the Father's heart, which by the way, grieves him very much. It grieves the heart of the Father that his plan for your life, the individual unwritten plan that's been blueprinted just for you has to be kept secret. And a lot of times the reason it's kept secret is because we haven't dedicated and consecrated our will, our plans to him. First thing people say to me when they're frustrated about life and itself, that's the first thing, that's the first place I go. When was the last time you said, God, not my will, but your will be done. Are you with me this morning? You know what's quiet in here? Got you thinking. The essence of prayer of dedication and consecration. Let me give you some essences of it. Here we go. It is abandoning your way of doing things and learning to let God's will direct your actions, thoughts, and plans. Woohoo! There's a thought. But that's a lifetime process. So that's why every day of your life you should be praying the prayer of dedication and consecration. Do you realize the plan that God has for your life must full unfold every day? It's so complex, it's so intense, it's so amazing that he wants to unfold it every single day. There'll be things that God will direct you to say or do that you have no clue is a step towards the final. I don't think I could say that any more clear than that. Think on this, many say they're willing to do it God's way until their way and God's way collide. <laughs> How many have ever been there? 
Hey, I'll prove something to you really simple, maybe simple to you, but it's important to us. You know, we just had to put our dog down here recently. We had him 16 years. How many pet lovers in here? You have a dog 16 years. And my dog talked, by the way. And we, we communicated a lot. We did. I know that's crazy, but it worked for us. Leave us alone. Anyways, he, he was just like one of our kids. So we had to put him down. He just got old. He just... Heart, I mean, we blubbered like babies. I mean, where I, I come home from putting him down at the vet, hardest thing I ever did. I'm driving all the way home, almost wrecking the car. I barely get out of the car. Missy comes out of the house to the garage. We're in the middle of the driveway. <laughs> I mean, neighbors are probably like, they are coming undone. What's going on with you? So we're looking for a puppy. How many know that's one of the first things you do? I heard our dog from heaven say, you couldn't even wait one week. One week. Love you, Toby, but. And we're looking at dogs and there's certain ones we like to humane society. We like to rescue them, all that fun stuff. But anyways, there's certain dogs. I'm really liking these dogs, but on the inside, I'm just like, I can sense my heart saying no. You know how hard that is? This cute dog and you telling me no, Lord. And Lord's like, no. See, we let God guide us in everything. Because how many know once you pick that dog and take him home, 16 years maybe. You picked the wrong dog. Cause you know, I think they train them to look all sweet at the Humane Society. You're petting them. And then, and then you take them home and then you take them home and they just crazed animal. They become, did I mess this all up? Yeah, I did. Then you take them home and they're demon possessed. How many know what I'm talking about? Remember, the prayer of dedication and consecration is a key component to your spiritual maturity. Doesn't matter how much Bible you got memorized, how much are you willing to submit your will to him? <coughs> Remember, this prayer raises the bar, the standards in our life to God's standards. Well, duh, don't you think that's a duh statement? You're submitting your way of doing things to God's way. Come on, God's way, your way. So it raises the standards of living in your life. Amen? Letter B, the second prayer that expresses is prayer of commitment. Casting all your care upon him, because he what? See, the prayer of commitment can be entitled the prayer of committal. Now, if you were to go to a funeral service and you were to go to the gravesite, there is what they call the prayer of committal. What we're doing is we're taking that body of that loved one and we're praying the prayer of committal, which means we're committing it to the ground forever, so to speak. In other words, you will never see of that uh, loved one's body or of their face. Now, how many know that's just their body? It's not your real loved one. Your real loved one, if they knew Jesus, went on to heaven. That's just their empty shell. But the prayer of committal at the gravesite is we're committing that body to the earth to be covered, to never be seen again. So look at this verse with that in mind one more time. Casting all your care upon him, for he what? The prayer of commitment or committal is, Lord, I have this care, I got this trouble. And I want to work it out so bad myself. I want to figure this thing out. 
I, I want to just say, I got my hands on it. I got a handle on it. I can do it, Lord. No. A prayer committal is, Lord, here's the care. Here's this trouble. Here's this worry. Here's this anxiety. Here's this adversity. I'm now seeing a pit. And I'm coming to the edge of this pit, and I am praying a prayer of committal, and I am dumping this junk into that grave. You're going to cover it with your grace, your mercy, your tremendous power that's available, and I'm not going to see it again. And we don't go with the shovel like I did as a kid and try to dig it back up. I remember my mom's parrot, her bird died, and that was my job to bury it. I had to, guys. I had to, three days later, dig that thing up. I was so curious. That was dumb. And that's what we do. If we're not careful, we take these things, we pray the prayer of committal, prayer of commitment, get them buried in all of God's power and grace, and then we want to go dig it back up. Don't do it. Once it's committed, it's committed. Here's why. Think of this, for some people growing up, worry was an expression of love. How many had that? How many had one of those moms? You know, it isn't just moms, but how many had one? I did. How many had one of those moms? Oh, I worry about you all the time. I love you, son, but I'm so worried. To my mom, love was her, worry was her expression of love. How many know that's just, I I love my mom for that fact, but how many know that's just wrong in so many ways? It's not endearment to worry and say that you love. It goes on to say, look at this. Remember, worry is the devil's playground. I couldn't come up with anything more plain than this when I was trying to express in one sentence what worry does, and that's it. So moms especially, but anybody, all of us, worry, it's not true love. It's really not. See, it's the devil's disguise of saying, come on over, come play with me. Worry will destroy you spiritually. It'll destroy you mentally. It'll destroy you physically. Look at their notes here. It says that, remember, even from a medical standpoint, worry will kill you. It's proven medically. This kind of prayer is not always easy to pray. The prayer of committal. How many have ever had to be at a gravesite and bury a loved one? Let me see. Was that easy? Of course not. Well, sometimes, sometimes, and this is the truth, as ironic as this may sound, sometimes with our cares and our our concerns, our worries, especially moms and dads with our kids, it's hard for us to let go. Because now the rubber meets the road where our true faith is. Now we've got to commit our kids whom we see to a God we don't see. But God, they're my kids. (laughs) I've I've caught myself saying that to the Lord. I don't know more. Because that was rebuked by the Lord. And he was like, oh, like I don't get the father, son, and the, the parent and child thing. Your love for your kids comes not even close to my love for them. And you trying to fix their stuff? Come on, son. That's what the Lord is telling me. How many of the light bulb goes off? How many of God could do a far better job getting the attention of your kids than you can? Let it go. Commit it. Prayer of committal. 
Amen? Without praying this prayer, our faith will be nullified, period. Because worry is doubt and unbelief. You've chosen the wrong side, the wrong belief system. Let's go on, let her see. Prayer and fasting. Fasting doesn't change God, it changes what? Us. Did you know that? Fasting doesn't move God on our behalf or allow God to act quicker. None of that, all it does is change us. Remember, fasting is a denial of the demands of the senses, or in this case, your physical body. It teaches us how not to be ruled by our physical bodies. Man, we did this 21 days of prayer and fasting. How many know we just came out of our 21 days of prayer and fasting? Can I tell you something? You know what I found out? I love donuts. <laughs> no, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, help me out. I, I love, I love donuts. How many understand what I'm saying? You, you laugh. I love donuts. Listen, you try to deny your flesh something, you're going to find out what it loves. And it's going to tell you. And then it's going to demand from you. How many are with me? Fasting prepares us to operate in faith, which is the spiritual realm. Because anytime you deny your senses, your physical body, you're choosing willfully the spiritual realm. Let's move on. Prayer of united prayer, thanksgiving, praise, and worship. All you've got to do is look in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 25. Jehoshaphat, through united prayer, the nation of Israel chose very wisely. And they beat three major armies, by the way. They defeated three major armies. And the Bible says that not one of those Uh, uh, soldiers in those three major armies stood. They all were defeated. Amazing because they put praise and worship in the forefront. United prayer. United prayer releases corporate faith and power. It also produces harmony and unity within a group. We just came out of that. Powerful stuff for our 21 days of prayer. Giving thanks. Look at this thought. Think on this. Giving thanks keeps us within a gratitude attitude. Who don't need that? Who don't need their attitude checked at the door every single day? Thanksgiving does that. Incorporate Thanksgiving into your communing and communicating with the Lord, your dialogue with God. Amen? So let us see. Here we go. The purpose of praise and worship, that wonderful ultimate prayer, there's a bunch of scriptures, don't have time to read them. They're there for you to devote yourself to read Let's go on if we can. Got some blanks I want you to have. Here's a quote from a Baptist preacher. Heard it years ago, never forgot it, wrote it down. It says, my mama was so busy telling me about the devil, I became a grown man before I found out about the beauty of God. You know what praise and worship is? You're celebrating the beauty of who God really is. No wonder we get to shouting around here. He pretty beautiful, he pretty amazing, man. Are you with me? Praise and worship, here we go. Number one, under praise and worship. Praise and worship should reflect a renewed position in Christ. The Bible says when you come to Christ, you become a brand new person on the inside, very powerful. Number two, praise and worship acts as a tool to help, to help, to help align our faith and relationship with God. Sometimes it gets out of alignment. 
Remember I shared last week who was gonna win the Super Bowl was not so much the most skilled, the most talented, but the one who what? Maintains focus. Is that true of that game or what? Go back to that game, it's true. That statement proved in that game. It's the same with you and I. Number three, praise and worship should reveal our faith in Him. Praise and worship reveals our maturity in Him. I said that last week when I gave 22 facts about singing, not staring unto the Lord, but singing unto the Lord. Remember, our ability to become consumed with his character and attributes is essential to our growth in him. You gotta be consumed with his character and his attributes because that's what you wanna become. How many are with me? Real quick, here we go, five, six, and seven. Are you ready? Number five, I want you to have these. We're gonna close. Praise and worship keeps us completely engaged with him and his perspective regarding our lives. How do we know God's bird's eye view far beats our dog-eyed view? Did you get that? His bird eye view beats our dog eye view. We see things on this earth at a dog level. God sees it at a bird level. That'll preach right there. Number six, praise and worship keeps us fixated on the nature of God. You've got to be fixated on his nature. Because the fallen nature is revealed in this earth every single day. Number seven, praise and worship reminds us of how vast he is and his power. Remember that tremendous power available, our text scripture that is in our lives. And let's look at this last thought. Without his heart at the core of our lives, our focus will begin to be set on things concerning this natural life and this natural life is temporary, it's fleeting, it's fallen apart, it does us no good. But his supernatural life does. In Jesus' name. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.